On the Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack podcast, Christian psychologist, author, and relationship coach, Dr. Jack Ito, will help you to build and restore your marriage. By learning just a few relationship skills, you can help your spouse enjoy your relationship more while getting more love and affection from your spouse. Listen to Coach Jack as he helps you with one more step toward a marriage both you and your spouse will love. Being too nice or too tough can both result in you being respected less. Having the correct balance of love and boundaries will make your spouse both respect and love you more. Why is respect important in marriage? Earning your spouse's respect will help your spouse to see you as an equal and to take what you say seriously. It will also result in fewer arguments even when you and your spouse differ on what you want. Without respect, you may be ignored, mistreated, and devalued. Your spouse will feel more able to talk you out of what you want and so will argue, intimidate, or manipulate you to get you to behave the way he or she wants you to, regardless of how important it is to you. Does your spouse take your words and feelings seriously and treat you as an equal? Although it's easy to blame our spouses for disrespecting us, the truth is that respect is earned. Although love is not earned, and we are to love our neighbor as ourself, regardless of how they behave, we simply cannot respect someone who is not behaving in a way worthy of respect. Taking ownership for your spouse's lack of respect will empower you to change what you do instead of ineffectively demanding respect. Let's take a look at some ways you could have lost respect in your marriage. Respect can be lost in a number of ways. For example, allowing someone to treat you badly, which is dependency, or agreeing with behavior which damages your relationship, which is codependency, or not living according to your own standards, which is hypocrisy, or needy behaviors designed to control your partner, which is insecurity. Dependency, codependency, hypocrisy, and insecurity are not good ways to get respect. The fastest way to lose respect is by allowing someone to treat you badly, such as with verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, neglect, or threats. If you are doing what your spouse wants in order to avoid these things, you are losing respect. Also, if you allow your spouse to continue to treat you this way, you are losing respect. Another way to lose respect is to agree or put up with things that you know are damaging for the relationship. If you agree with something damaging your partner is doing, it becomes apparent that you are either afraid of your partner or you are afraid of losing your partner. This could include addictions, affairs, misuse of joint income, or even mistreatment of the children. Your fear of your spouse's behavior, disapproval, or rejection will make you feel increasingly resentful for what you have to put up with, and it will make your spouse increasingly disrespectful. The very same dynamic happens when parents fear their children's behavior or disapproval. Their children become more and more disrespectful, while the parents become more and more resentful. If you are feeling resentful, 
there is a good chance you have failed to earn your spouse's respect. So, how can you start earning your spouse's respect? Before you got married and were first dating your spouse, it's likely that your spouse treated you very well. He or she was careful to treat you well, take your words seriously, and make you feel important. Looking at why that was will give you good clues about how to regain respect. When we start dating someone, we are attracted to them and want them to like us. We know that if we behave badly, that person is likely to stop dating us. As the relationship goes on, we feel less afraid of losing the other person. That is especially true if they seem very needy and fearful of losing us. We can come to disrespect them and lose a lot of our loving feelings for them. The best partner is always one who treats us wonderfully, but who never lets us treat them badly. Would you allow me to say that again? The best partner is always one who treats us wonderfully, but who never lets us treat them badly. Did you catch any clues for what you need to work on? Make sure you are, one, being an attractive and likable person, just like you would if you were in a new relationship as a single person. Never take your spouse's love for granted. And number two, do not overcommit to your spouse. Saying something like, I will always love you and be with you no matter what you do is one of the most damaging things you can say to your spouse. Your spouse needs to feel that any seriously bad behavior toward you or cheating on you will result in your divorcing. There are many small behaviors that go into these two requirements. Some people need to learn how to behave like an attractive man or woman. For some people, they gave up such behaviors when they got married, they had children, or when they became more involved in their career. If your spouse stops being attracted to you and stops enjoying you, he or she is not going to care so much about losing you and also will not be careful to treat you well. It turns out that the same behaviors you use to start a relationship are also the same behaviors you need to keep one going. My spouse has never threatened to leave me. She is a secure and attractive woman with very good boundaries. In fact, she is a relationship coach. Although I haven't stepped out of line much in our relationship, she has never put up with any bad behavior from me. I also see the good boundaries that she has with other people. I know without asking that she would divorce me if I was repeatedly disrespectful toward her, abused her in any way, or cheated on her. She has the perfect combination of her behaving attractively, treating me well, making me feel loved and important, and having very good boundaries. She certainly has my respect. What do I have to do to keep her respect? The same things, of course. I must behave in an attractive way, treat her well, make her feel loved and important, but have good boundaries to not let her take advantage of me or mistreat me. She knows I certainly would divorce her if she repeatedly mistreated me. Does this sound unloving or unchristian to you? 
I hope that you can see that this way of behaving is actually very loving and contributes to enduring, close, and faithful relationships. That is what I want to help people create. I am so thankful that God permits divorce in the case of affairs. Just think how that must have been helpful in keeping many Christian men and women faithful. Knowing that a spouse could never divorce, no matter what, would not promote healthy marriage behavior. God loves everyone. It is true. God is love, among other things. But he still sends to hell those who reject him. He disciplines his children. He has better boundaries than you or I ever could have. He never has said that no matter what we do, he will just keep on blessing us. The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can look that up in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Why would it say that if we were just free to do whatever? And you certainly don't want to make your spouse feel like he or she is free to do whatever. Okay? I do not fear losing my wife, but I know that if I mistreated her, she would leave me. That is the essence of respect. For children, it is knowing their parents love them, but will discipline them if they misbehave. For employers, it is knowing that your employer treats you well, but would fire you if you stole from the company, didn't do your job, or couldn't get along with others. How much would you respect an employer that let those things just go on? Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to ever threaten to divorce your spouse. I just want you to use good boundaries. Once you are sure that you are behaving like an attractive spouse, making your husband or wife feel important, and treating him or her very well, then it's time to make sure you are using good boundaries. That will be the combination that both promotes love and gets you respect. Did you catch that order of things in what I just said? First, you fix your own behavior. Then, you deal with your spouse's behavior. It's a principle that Jesus taught us. You can find it in Matthew chapter 7, verse 5. The Bible is the truth, and God is never wrong. Arguing will never get you respect, but boundaries will. You will never get respect by arguing, but neither will you get respect by giving in to anything bad. You will get respect by refusing to argue and by using boundaries to stick to healthy values. Boundaries are not threats and they are not attempts to control someone else's behavior. They are what we do to protect ourselves or our relationships. Boundaries are a reflection of God in us, the refusal to participate in any kind of evil or wrongdoing. Two weeks of good boundaries will accomplish more than years of argument. Complaining, blaming, arguing, and even discussing may seem like the best way to stop your spouse's damaging behaviors. They may have even become to feel like the normal and natural thing to do. But the fact is that they will never get you the love or respect that you want. You have to change to a better way. What are some example boundaries, you ask? Thank you for asking. Here's one. Leaving immediately every time your partner calls you a bad name, 
even if it means taking a taxi home from a restaurant. Here's another. Taking separate vehicles rather than riding with a spouse who has temper outbursts while driving. Yet another. Having backup plans if your partner frequently makes promises that he or she doesn't keep. Or how about this one? Hiring a babysitter if your spouse refuses to share the parenting so you can have some time off. For every damaging thing that someone does, there is a boundary you can use. If that person also feels loved by you, your boundary will be very effective in changing their behavior and getting you respect. Love first, boundary second. Now, I can hear some of you saying, if I do such things, my spouse will be upset. I have no doubt about that. But I also know that allowing such behavior to go unchecked can severely damage your relationship and maybe already has. Whether parenting or partnering, you have to do the right thing for your relationship, even if in the short term it upsets your child or partner. Now, let's consider what would be likely to happen for each of the example boundaries I gave you if instead you argued or just let the behavior go on. Not using a boundary with a name-calling spouse means that you will continue to receive verbal abuse from your spouse. Continuing to ride with a spouse who rages in the car means you will be stressed out whenever you ride with your spouse. Continuing to trust a spouse who does not follow through with promises will make you feel unimportant and erode all feelings of love that you have. And continuing to do all the parenting, although your spouse could help, will make you become resentful and detach from your spouse. We absolutely need to submit to a spouse who is submitting to God. That is showing love for spouse and God. But we must love enough to be tough with a spouse who is not in line with God's precepts for the sake of restoring our marriage. Coaching approaches that rely on submission only work only with the godly and loving spouse. With all other spouses, it perpetuates problems until the relationship is lost or until people are just roommates. My question for you, why aren't you doing this already? I can think of only a few reasons. Either you are, one, trying to get respect without first stopping your own damaging behavior. Two, don't have the skills for attracting and connecting with your spouse. Three, don't know how to use boundaries for your situation. And or four, are too fearful of upsetting or losing your spouse to even try. If you have a fear of abandonment and being alone, it is more of a counseling and faith issue. If it is a lack of skills, then you will need to learn from someone who already knows those skills. I recommend you learn from qualified people who have books or other training materials on the subject. Be careful, though, because some so-called professionals who say they want to help your marriage actually will encourage you to leave your marriage. Leaving your marriage is not the place to start to make things better. Although there are times when it is necessary. 
Leaving is only done as a last resort because it is the most loving thing to do or in order to keep people safe. If you would like to see what I could help you with in regard to earning respect and restoring a loving relationship, I invite you to look at my coaching package on how to restore a loving relationship with a difficult partner. Thank you for listening to Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack. Visit CoachJackIto.com to learn more skills for reconnecting with your spouse and restoring your marriage.